Yeah, I went on location this week to speak to Raquel from Bevy's Boost Free Bottle Shop and Beverage Room in beautiful Port Coquitlam, British Columbia. They have their grand opening this Saturday, February 3rd, 2024, but they've been open since November, testing out the waters. It's the only place in the region that samples, serves, and sells non-alcohol beverages exclusively. And I had a chance to go in there just before New Year's, sample some of the products, talk to them about what it is that they're doing and the space that they're offering. And it's an amazing place. It totally set me up for 2024. And the products are an awesome, awesome, awesome addition to your life. So check out this chat. It's pretty cool. Do Did Will, the story of People podcast returns this week with a very special location. We're going to start this with a cheers. Hi, Raquel. How are you? Hi. This is Raquel. Me. She runs this amazing establishment called Bevy's uh, Booze-Free Bottle Shop and Beverage Room in Port Coquitlam, British Columbia, one of my favorite places. It's alcohol-free. Alcohol-free mimosas. Way to kick off the morning. It's 9.30 in the morning, so let's do this properly here. Nice. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, it's dead on. This this stuff always amazes me. I was here on New Year's Eve for a little bit. This is the champ. This is the champagne liberated from alcohol. Look at this. Um, it tastes dead on. I'm 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 so happy to have found this. <laughs> so happy to have found this place. As you can see by the look of it, the, the 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 shop is beautiful. It's got all sorts of things. So um, it's just a really great experience. I wanted to come by and do a little bit of a chat live with Raquel and kind of showcase the place uh, as they get ready for the grand opening on February 3rd, which right. is very cool. So Raquel, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Say hello. This is Raquel. Uh, this is Bevy's. What do you do? What, what is this place? Well, hi there. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Raquel. I'm the owner, along with my husband, Jim, of Bevy's Booze Free Bottle Shop and Beverage Room in Port Coquitlam. Um, we are BC's um, first uh, retail shop that's dedicated to selling exclusively non-alcoholic beverages. Um, so there's a, lots of places that sell non-alcoholic beverages now, but we're the first place that said that's all we're doing and we've dedicated ourselves completely to it. And we've also included a lounge space and cocktail area. So not only can people come in and buy their bottles, they can actually come in and have a cocktail, hang out and enjoy our space for a while. We're sitting at the bar now <laughs> and yes, we are. it's, it's such a great vibe. Um, let's see if I can, I can get us like, we're just kind of hanging out here at the bar, which is this really great little space. Um, it goes, as she mentioned with the lounge at the back and it's just such a, an awesome vibe here. Um, it, it gives you a chance to, uh, one of the things I touched on in my episode last, last a uh, couple weeks ago, about uh, being five years sober is that I was finding myself uh, coming into New Year's. Uh, I go, holy, this is five years coming up. What does that mean? Is this five years the new zero? Yeah. And uh, I was uh, sort of in this space where this place came along. I discovered this place when I was overseas. I, I saw the article uh, on the news and I, I couldn't wild. wait to get over here. And I found I came on in here on New Year's Eve. And it just felt so comfortable that it was such a great way to ring in five years. It just kind of set me up because I was a little bit nervous, like I, you know, to be honest with you about crossing over the five-year point of being booze-free and then kind of like, okay, am I good? Do I have the tools now to move forward and drink or whatever? 
And I was kind of struggling that day. And I came in here and I sat here at this spot in the bar and Raquel and her husband were so great and they were giving me samples. I've, I've got a lot of samples to show you here, but, but just giving samples and just creating this space of like, oh, there's a really cool place, not a coffee shop, but like a really cool place to come and just unwind. Is that the, the intention? Because the vibe that you've created here totally put me at ease on New Year's Eve. I can't tell you how happy it makes me to hear that. That is absolutely, for us, this has gone, it goes way beyond just being a bottle shop or a bar. For us, we're really trying to create a culture in our space, and that's one of inclusivity and being welcome. One of the things that we make a point of doing when people walk in our door is saying, welcome to Bevy's. And it's important to us, it's not a cheesy line, it's because we truly want people to feel welcome here. And that's all ages, all cultures, all religions, all sexes, genders, we don't care. This is a welcome and comfortable space for you. Um, And because we don't serve alcohol and we're not licensed, um, it makes it very, very easy for us to do that. And so knowing that you felt that way and that that's the vibe that you got when you came here, just pleases me to no end because that's something that's organic and you can't force. So you just, it's something that we're putting out there and we're hoping that people are picking up on that energy and the fact that you did just is awesome. I'm so happy about that. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing vibe. Um, and a lot of people obviously are reluctant of probably a little bit about, about trying some of these things. I touched on a little bit in the podcast a few weeks ago, but whereas some people go, okay, um, I can't, I really can't have wine because it'll set me off or it'll, it'll trigger me mm-hmm. or I can't have whiskey or, or various things. And, um, that's fine. Everyone's on their own journey. Totally. Um, do you have an answer for them when they come in with that space, in that space? Because some people will be reluctant to go down that space. We, um, we love having conversations with people and that's been one of the most interesting things about starting this whole project is talking to people and learning their different perspectives and how they feel about things. So that is it triggering for someone who is sober um, is a really interesting conversation for us to have with people and we hear everything on the spectrum. So absolutely there are people that have walked in and have expressed concern about it or said, you know, I can't or, or just through on social media I've read people saying no I just can't go there at all and we completely understand that however we've had other experiences where people have come up to the bar this just recently happened actually was a gentleman came up to the bar and he said you know like you he'd been sober for about five years and said uh, but what I really miss is my old fashions I just mm-hmm. loved having an old-fashioned and I really really miss them and we said well like you know we make a great old-fashioned here um, and and he said, really? And he said, yeah. He goes, oh, I'd love one. So my bartender said, you know, we'll make an extra special one for you. So he looked extra care and time and, and made him up his old fashioned and put it in front of him. And the gentleman took a first sip and he actually put his head in his hands and, and was extremely emotional and said that it was amazing, that he enjoyed the taste of it so much. And it wasn't triggering for him. It brought back all the nice memories and um, celebrations or things that he had over an old fashioned. And he was thrilled that that was something he could enjoy again. So we certainly understand that for some people it's triggering, but we get the full spectrum of people in here. And um, we just guide them through it. Um, I'm cautious to tell people that these things actually aren't 
like alcohol, they're an alternative to alcohol um, if you're choosing not to drink. There you go. And and so it's I'm not trying to tell anybody that this is the same as alcohol, um, that it tastes the same. We can't replicate what alcohol does. It's its own unique thing um, and to each his own. But these are a wonderful alternative if you want some different flavor profiles, some different mouthfeels, just something different because you're bored of the same old, same old juice pop water. It's nice to have something different sometimes. And the options are amazing. The products are so good. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about this because um, I think I think the mainstream bar market is dropping the ball because they're not we're talking about all-inclusive spaces for people yeah um and listen before i get on the soapbox and i've touched on this before <laughs> i'm not going to soapbox this thing it's just when you go into the irish pub and all they have is budweiser zero or heineken zero understand but some people don't drink beer and then it's just water and whatever mm -hmm. if if these bars had five shirazes like this is a this is a Canadian company, all you know, all whiskey. I was reluctant to try. I tried one the other day and it was great. I bought a bottle when I was here. There's a gin, you know, there's countless beers that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll upload and do pictures of. But if, if patrons had options to walk into these places and join their friends with something other than, you know, sparkling water or orange juice or, or, or Coca-Cola or something, I, I just think that the, the, the bar business is really dropping the ball, yep. which which seems that this service that you've provided now is is really great because now you now you're bringing the drinkers in. Yeah, well, this is it exactly. Actually, the pro the one drawback that bars have because we've been asked, well, why did you go exclusive non-alcohol? Well, one of the drawbacks the bars have is that there's all kinds of people that just can't go to bars. If you're under yeah. the age of 19, you can't go to a bar. Um, and if you are somebody who is sober, a bar in particular where there actually is alcohol definitely would be triggering and problematic versus this where it's not actually alcohol. And then there's also people that for religious or cultural reasons don't go to places that serve alcohol at all. They don't, they will not go into a bar or restaurant, a liquor store or any place like that, but they'd still very much like places to go and celebrate with their friends. So um, what we're doing is we're giving an opportunity to those people that really haven't had a place at all to go like it they're just it's never existed for people who are under 19 for people you know so this is an alternative that's um for those people and you know for it's, everyone that's wonderful i i can you know i i'm sure you're not alone in this process i'm sure there's a few others around the space but i haven't heard of one per se in my home like at home so this is this is really great so keeping with that theme um of what you guys do um how about a, I, we'll talk about a few of these products that you have. Okay. So you've got Sobri, uh Zero Gin for the gin drinkers. Um, Canadian product. Canadian product. So, and these all are like, everyone has their own individual tastes. I'm not a gin guy, so I, I couldn't tell you how close this is, but uh, I've heard that this one is wonderful. And as I said, the, uh, the I've had the various beers. Uh, I've had the Phillips one before. These guys have really jumped on it. And I love the fact that these companies are really embrace like some of them mm. are really embracing it and really for going sure. for it you yeah know? um are you finding any of these products are flying off the shelf quicker than others um well look i don't want to show any favorites that's for sure. for sure um everyone has their own taste preferences but this is what i will say is that um we've been extremely busy and when we bring products in people buy them um again that's a bc product 
sugar-free. Um, people just, everyone likes something different, but yes, definitely the ready to drink cocktails in the cans, like you were just showing are very popular, but there's really, I don't know, everything is selling gorgeous packaging too. That's what I've been so impressed with. I think (laughs) that they've just nailed it when it comes to the marketing and packaging on this stuff. And the other thing that's really wonderful with the spirits is these companies haven't left people hanging. You can go to their websites and they're just tons and tons of recipes. So if you're not sure what to do with these products, um, the manufacturers help you out and, and give you tons of recipes and, and down the road, we'll be doing some mixing classes and things as well. You've got my friends Partake over there, and they were one of the original sponsors of this podcast. So, hey, fellas, and all that team, Partake's over here, which is great. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's dive into the uh, the did portion of it. We, we talked about, uh, um, you know, what you do, but how did you do it? How did this thing come together, and what was that process in actually getting this thing off the ground? Well, I'm a bit of a crazy lady. So <laughs> so my husband and I literally reread an article in May of 2023 about how this industry was growing. And the article that we read spoke about how they projected there to be uh, 20% growth um, in the next five years, year over year. So that's really massive growth for any business, any industry, right? In non-alc or alcohol-free products. Yeah. Yeah. So that really intrigued us. We had been talking for years about wanting to do something in pseudo in our pseudo retirement and it never really hit on a, something that suited both of our personalities and interests and things. I'm entrepreneurial. I've done a lot of things over the years, but my husband's always worked for one major corporation. So finding a good fit was difficult, but he's never been a drinker. So this in particular interested him. So when we read those statistics, um, uh, we went to bed that night and I, I've told this story a couple of times already. I woke up at about three o'clock in the morning, sat bolt upright in bed and went, that's it. That's the business we need to start. And when my husband woke up in the morning, I turned to him. I said, you know, we, that article we read yesterday, that's the business we need to look into, go into. And he looked at me and he was like, oh, you're right, Raquel, that's what we have to do. And we spent all weekend researching it. And the more we researched it, the more we became convinced that we were onto something. And we very quickly got the feeling that this was a massive wave and we had needed to jump on our surfboards and swim as fast as we could if we were going to catch the wave at the right point and ride it. And so we dove right in. Um, my husband, after 25 years with the same company, had been laid off uh, about six months before that. And so we took that his settlement money and a little bit of equity out of our house and invested in this. And it's just been a whirlwind. It was... Um, I have a very diverse background and it's one of those things where it didn't make a lot of sense. All the different things that I've done, you know, I've done retail work. I've been a professional writer. I've, uh, worked in hospitality. I've published a magazine. I've done marketing. I've done merchandising, like all this weird stuff. And it never really made a lot of sense until we did this because every single thing I've done has now informed me for this business. Because you write on the website too. Like you've got, well, you got the website. Had, well, there was a blog from what I saw. Yes. You know, I have not been able to keep it up. That's my, <laughs> the previous 10 years to this was I'm a professional writer. So I had many blogs going. Sure. And uh, yeah, so that was the idea was to blog and I'd still like to be able to get into it. I've got tons of ideas and things I'd like to inform people 
people about. Um, but starting a new business takes up a lot of time. <laughs> May I suggest the live from Bevy's podcast? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I can help you with that. I know a person. Uh, so that process. So th this uh, this location. How many locations did you look at? Uh, and what was the, the the vibe and atmosphere that you're trying to get here? Because you know you have an idea, you got a concept. It's like. I want this, you know, I don't want it to be like a coffee shop, whatever was going through your head. What is that wake up at 3 a.m. to settling on a design and then settling on a space? How long is that process? Well, that was very quick. I mean, I said we, the, we read the article in May and we opened in November 23rd. So yeah. it was exceptionally fast. And that was everything from coming up with a business name and branding and the whole nine yards. Um, in terms of how it all came together, the location, that really wasn't by design. The only thing that we really cared about was that we wanted to be close to our house because we really didn't want to commute. Yeah. So our home is a seven minute drive from here and that's in traffic. So we like that aspect of it. But we actually had a tough time finding a, a place at first. Um, there isn't a lot of vacant retail space in greater Vancouver. So, um, and then because we were a brand new business with no, references nothing you know a lot of landlords were like no they wouldn't look at us um and especially they're like you want to do what yeah well, you want to oh you want to open a place that so is it they just, didn't understand yeah, it yeah, right? a lot of them didn't understand it no and understand. and actually interesting enough the place where we had the biggest challenge once we found the space was getting insurance because the insurance companies just couldn't wrap their brain around what we were doing and we were rejected by 12 different insurance companies and we were saying what you'll insure bars and restaurants and liquor stores and marijuana shops and vape stores but we're selling non-alcoholic products and you won't give us insurance and it was because they just kept Crazy. seeing the word wine and beer and we kept saying well look it's non-alcoholic though but they couldn't wrap their brain around it and it wasn't until we finally had our broker say to one of them look, they're selling juice, just <laughs> substitute it for juice. So now will you give them insurance, right? Yeah. But so it was really strange to us that that's sort of how new we were. Um, the concept, the vision of itself was 100% me and I don't really know where it came from. And my husband had to be very patient because I'm a visionary and he isn't. So he didn't always get where I was going with this. He didn't always understand why I wanted for example, to go as extravagant as we did with our shelving, with all the lights and the built-in mm. refrigeration. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I was so impressed by the way the, these products marketed themselves, the, the packaging and everything is so beautiful. I thought it was worth showcasing. Um, I also wanted very much to create the effect that when people walked in the doors, that what they would say is, oh, I wasn't expecting this. There you go. And actually, I've heard that quite a few times, and it pleases me quite a bit. Well, I, I wasn't expecting say. it when I walked yeah. in. I was like, "What a great, what a great vibe!" Like yeah, it's, 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 and I don't think it's ever been done before. This mixing of the retail and the the service area in a common space like this, but they serve each other really well. People drive from all over the Lower Mainland to come and shop here, but they don't mind making the drive because they can sit down and have a cocktail, yeah. enjoy the space, pick up their bottle and drive home. It's a nice thing to do. Um, the flip side of it is if they're coming for a cocktail, they enjoy their cocktail. Now they can pick up the ingredients to take home to make those cocktails at home. So the lounge space serves the, the bottle shop and the bottle shop serves the lounge space. Um, and then of course we've got space to do events as well here. Um, well, yeah, it's a big space. Um, and 
that would have been, I, I think, that getting the keys and, you know, like... Because the two most difficult things were construction. Yeah. So getting there, of course, those are all the typical things that you hear about. I had to take over as our own general contractor seven weeks in after somebody you know, not delivering what they would. Yeah. And putting us and that will be a, unfortunately a lawsuit <laughs> down the road, but um, that is too bad, but apparently not to be unexpected. So yeah, I had to be general contractor for the whole space, which was, you know, a huge challenge for me. So that was a big deal and a little stressful. I'm very proud to say though, it more or less went off without a hitch. We got it done. Um, on the new schedule when we started on time. Um, the other next biggest challenge is actually finding the products. Finding the actual suppliers and distributors for these products has been really difficult. There isn't one place to go. Mm. Um, and so it's been a lot of hunting and searching to figure out who to buy from. Um, and a couple of times I've found one supplier only to go back to them and discover, oh, that they were a broker and now they're not doing it anymore and I got to find a new one. There's a few products that we brought in that I haven't been able to get in again and I haven't been able to figure out how to get them in again. So that's really been a huge challenge. Um, and the producers themselves are, are out of stock in a lot of cases. Oh. Um, so it's trickle down. And the reason they're out of stock, is sort of like, it's like I talked about the wave at the beginning. I think they've all been surprised. There's been a pretty dramatic increase in 2023 in sales. And I think a lot of these producers have been caught off guard as well. So it's just a trickle down in terms a of problem so, and not a problem. Exactly. So what I have on stock in any given day is actually changing all the time because mm -hmm. people ask me all the time, why don't we list our products online? Well, that's why, because as soon as I listed it, I'd be having, having to change it the next day. <laughs> so we say, come to the shop and sample and, We'll find something you like. Come to the shop. You're going to love it here. It's <laughs> like, you know, uh, people are listening and that's fine and thank you. But you need to watch this this episode on YouTube if you can because we've, you know, we're, we're, we're going to showcase the the place a little bit. And, and in preparation of the grand opening, I want to come down for the grand opening too. And and we'll, we'll, we'll check it out and I'll bring as many people as I can because I think awesome. it's a wonderful <laughs> place. Um, so it's up and running. Grand opening February 3rd. The process to get up and running. Uh, did you get any feedback from uh poco uh town council did anybody come in and go this is a wonderful thing for the community or is it just like use your license and let's see what you got yeah it's been well we kind of very quietly opened our doors right sure. so when we decided to open we didn't do it with any fanfare we just opened we were very fortunate that mainstream media picked up on it and we got some excellent coverage you read about us <laughs> in uh, europe so i was in europe i saw it on i saw it on uh on that thing called the internet. That's awesome, that which just blows us away. Yeah. So we were very fortunate that way. So no, we haven't really had any reach out from the mayors or council or anything like that. When um, they came in to do our inspection to get our business license, of course, the fire marshal came in and he was pretty thrilled. He thought that, that it was a pretty awesome idea. Amazing. And the Port Coquitlam Fire Department actually started following us on social media. Great. And I think that that for them, I certainly understand that in the emergency services, I'm, I can see how they could get right into um, people drinking less alcohol. So, um, but yeah, we're hoping with our grand opening, we'll get that kind of attention from um, the politicians and community mm -hmm. leaders. Did you have um, that first customer? So you, outside of the people that you know, the people that you told, the doors open, were you here the first day that someone bought a product that didn't know anything about the store and just walked in? 
Yeah, so what we did, and you know, this is part of being so busy, is that when you're busy and I'm wearing all the hats and doing it all, there's a lot of things I neglect to do. So I didn't take a picture of our first customer, and I so regret that, right? Or get their name, but this is what happens. We actually opened on November 23rd, which was a Thursday, and what we did was we had been in setting up the shop and pricing things and, and getting things organized. And at about four o'clock in the afternoon, we looked around and we went, hmm, okay, it looks pretty good. And we just walked over and unlocked the door. We didn't say anything. We didn't announce it on social media. Nothing. We did nothing. We just turned the sign to open and unlocked the door and stood here. And it was four o'clock on a Thursday. And we thought, okay, let's see what happens. And um, yeah, in in two and a half hours, we sold about $400 worth of product. People just came in and started buying and they haven't Amazing. stopped coming in since. So that aspect of it has seemed a little bit easy, but January is a little nerve wracking. You know, it's gotten slow and now we'll really see what the business is really going to be like. That's interesting to me though and i don't i don't think you're going to have that problem next year no because now that people know about it but more often than not it's either dry november or dry january yeah right so because people are prepping for the holidays or they're recovering from the holidays and they need an option so uh my guess would be next january for you will be ramped i think I, so I, especially yeah. you know i i think so i think uh, it might still pick up this month as well we are starting you know we've had people come in about dry january um and here in canada there's also dry feb which is uh promoted by the canadian cancer society gotcha. so dry january is um sort of a social movement about getting healthier and yeah. you know cleaning up yourself a little bit in january dry feb it, um canadian cancer society started um eight years ago and it's actually an awareness campaign that that they really are about informing people about the dangers of alcohol and the connection to alcohol consumption and cancer. So we'll tie that in probably with our grand opening as well. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, February 3rd, that's the grand opening here in Poco uh, for, uh, which is next week. So make sure everybody comes by and checks that out. Uh, so keeping in that theme, you got a grand opening and, and you're actually getting ready to open soon. So I won't keep you too much longer, but um, what will you do next? This is the, the third part of this of do did will. Where do you want to see this go? This is only obviously in infancy, but um, as far as the non-elk space blowing up all over the world across Canada, uh, especially, but what will you do next? What is what do you, what do you envision for this thing well, moving we, forward? We have several ideas. We definitely want to grow. Um, our vision from the beginning was uh, go big or stay home. So we want to become sort of the name, especially in particularly in Western Canada, for non-alcoholic beverages. So one of the reasons why we did such a big elaborate shop and did something that was unique is we're a little bit more difficult to copy then. We're not just a bottle shop. Um, and so yes, we, we hope to franchise. Um, we hope to have a few other um, ways to expand that are different and diverse that I don't want to divulge yet, sure. but we definitely um, have expansion plans. And we actually have a friend who invested us in us um, who's pretty thrilled the way things are going. And so nah, there's a pretty reasonable chance he'll be the number two um, bevies within our first year. That's what we're hoping. Amazing. So. Um, and you're, you're talking about getting clients from all over Yes. Uh, the lower mainland. And for people that are watching or listening to this from afar, Vancouver is quite vast. It goes <laughs> on into 
you know, it goes on into uh, Whistler and out to uh, uh, Chilliwack, and it just goes on and on and on and on. There's a million people across the bridge. And that, we've, you know, we've had people from there. We've had people from Vancouver Island. We've had people from the interior. We've yeah. had people from the Sunshine Coast. Um, from yeah, so uh, Squamish, like people are coming to us. We say that we're um, a, a destination and an experience. It definitely is. So uh, expansion plans, obviously looking to um, take this thing you know, national, but obviously we'll stay stay regional for now. Yeah. Um, the non, where do you see the non-ALK space going? Because it's, it's blown, you know, in the five years that I've stopped, um, I've seen a significant mm. jump in it, but I've also seen it ignored. I've yeah. seen it ignored in most bars i was in a few places uh, Las. i was just in las vegas a couple weeks ago completely ignored there yeah and i'm sure there's and i, I heard rumblings that there is a few non-elk uh non-elk bars in vegas yeah um but uh, you know going to the bar at the at the venetian or, or the cosmo or something it's like it's not really common it, and it's still being ignored so uh they have some work to do as far as promoting the non-elk space where do you think it's going Oh, it's growing. I think, though, that alcohol is going to be like cigarettes. So it took a couple of generations for cigarettes to go from being the super cool thing that everybody did yeah. to it being the not cool thing at all. It didn't happen overnight. You know, um, in 1940s, you look at movies from the 1940s and 50s and 60s, everybody was smoking and they all looked super cool. Um, now that would be completely frowned upon you know you hardly ever see anybody smoking at all right no. but it's like i said it did it didn't happen overnight so alcohol will be the same thing um even though the um canadian health authorities came out with their new guidelines around drinking alcohol they didn't go all the way with the report that was issued so the report actually came out and essentially said alcohol is poison nobody should drink any alcohol at all but the canadian government when they put out their new guidelines fudged that a little and said it was still okay to have a couple of drinks a week gotcha right so it's going to take a while and the reason for and i was just reading an article yesterday that in france the health officials there have been trying to push dry january and their government is resistant to it because of course of the wine lobby in france mm -hmm. it's huge so they really don't want to promote no drinking at all they're more about you know just cutting back and a little bit less or whatever so there is this government resistance to a certain degree but the flip side of that is is that at some point the governments have to acknowledge the fact that there's a net loss for them so they tax alcohol very high here in canada um and and everybody says well they don't want us to drink less alcohol because they make money off of it but the societal costs the healthcare costs are much greater and it's actually a net loss to the government gotcha. good point right and so it's behooves everybody for us to drink less and well, i'm not trying to be peach preachy about that i that's not our thing we actually say we're not anti-alcohol we're pro-choice but people should be be made aware they should know it's just like cigarettes they didn't know that they were bad for them that was killing them yeah. so alcohol needs to be the same thing you need to be able to make informed choices the alcohol is not required to label their ingredients or the nutritional value all of the non-alcoholic products are they must label their nutritional value and ingredients. So when people ask why it's just as expensive as alcohol, there's one of the reasons the labeling is more expensive, costs them more to do that than alcohol. So there you have it. Yeah. I mean, all valid points because again, none of us soapbox, but as we 
try to move through the process and try to maybe make people aware that it is okay to go out and not have a drink. Exactly. It's places like this are giving people like me an it's opportunity okay to celebrate with a nomosa. A nomosa. <laughs> a well, nomosa. I just finished my nomosa. Finish Mine's gone. So <laughs> that's the old remnant of uh, the old remnant of my drinking days. Didn't last very long. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> guilt free though. Guilt free. Um, Raquel, thank you so much for the time. This is Do Did Will, the Story of People podcast. This is the story of bevies, uh, which I intend to in keep telling, uh, whether through Instagram or, or through this process. I want to I want to check in a couple times a year. Awesome. Uh, the grand opening, as I mentioned, next week, February the third, here in Poco. I'll put all the information uh, in the podcast notes, plus uh, online. You'll be able to see me online, Instagram, all those things. I'll be posting about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna come by and check it out. Um, Thanks for the time. Thanks for the hospitality and really uh, creating this comfortable space for for myself personally, but but just others that might be going through this kind of wondering and, and curiosity as to what to do next. This place offers such a, an incredible vibe for that. So thank you for having me and thank you for your kind words. We're super excited to welcome more people and super excited to venture into the space. It's been nothing but positive for us. Awesome, friends. Uh, that's Raquel. Uh, this is uh, Do Did Will, a Story People podcast for another week. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening on all the things that you do. Uh, try to enjoy uh, responsibly. Even the, even a mimosa that's not real. Drink it slower than I did. But anyways, thanks, Raquel. Bye, everybody. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com.